Well, hey guys. Like Ryan said, my name is Noah, and I get uh, I get to serve with um, with our community. Team. So my title. Sorry, I get confused uh, by my own title, but it is uh, it's actually married community director and read. Uh, men's recovery director, which just means that all throughout the week, I'm spending time with people in small groups, uh, much like your own small groups that you guys are a part of here. But uh, throughout the week, mostly it's with married couples in what we call community. And then on Monday night explicitly, you can come here, you can find me at Regeneration, which like Ryan said, it's a 12-step discipleship program. Um, So come on down and join us. A little bit about who I am. This is my family right here. My wife, Heather, and I have been married for nine years. Those are our two kiddos. My son is five. My little girl with the Elsa stickers on her face is, uh, she's three. And um, we actually, we met, Heather and I met here at Watermark. Um, And so we've been the benefactors of the marriage ministry through and through, from Merge to Foundation Group to um, even... Um, come through, re-engage with our community group. So uh, we have been blessed. So many of the things that I'm going to share with you tonight, uh, I cannot take credit for, but rather uh, the Lord was gracious to show me. So I want to share something with you. Okay. So this is very um, near and dear to my heart, but first I'm going to share a little story. This true story. You may have heard about this in the news a couple years back, but there was a family in New York. They're out one Saturday, they're driving around. They see a sign for a yard sale. So they, they turn in, Hey, let's just see what we can grab. Right. And so among other things, they pick up this bowl right here. Okay. A little bowl. It's about five inches wide. Think like a cereal bowl for me, at least not probably not for the ladies in the room, but, um, so not a big thing, right? They take it home. They put it on their shelf. It just sits there next to the other doodads and books that they want you to think that they read, right? And it sits there for a while, collects some dust. Maybe they put it on their coffee table for their guests. They fill it up with M&Ms and whatnot. After a while, they kind of wonder, like, what is, what is this bull? Like, what's the, there's got to be a story behind it. It's just, it looks, it looks like it's handcrafted. I wonder where it came from. So they start asking questions. They start reaching out to people. They, they end up talking to somebody who knows a thing or two about these, these kinds of bowls, ceramics, if you will. Come to find out, it's called a ding bowl, okay? It's named for the province in China where it was um, handmade and fired in a kiln over a thousand years ago. It's one of um, two bowls like it that we know of, right? The other one is on display in the British Museum. This guy says, hey, you could probably, I mean, I've I've seen stuff like this go for, I don't know, $300,000 at auction. So they put it up for auction and they get not not 300,000, they get $2.2 million for this bowl right here. They spent three dollars on the bowl. They they got it. They got two point two million for it. Okay. Now, if I'm this guy, I am immediately thinking of all the times that I handled the bowl. You know, it was in my hands, and I just kind of tossed it in the back seat, or I, I threw it in the dishwasher next to the mug with the with the dog on it. Right. I mean, I'm just I'm thinking about all that stuff. The kids and their Nerf ball, and I get almost shattered. Not real, like realizing today that that this is going to pay off my house. This is, this is going to fund our retirement. Like this is, this is going to help us in ways that we didn't even dream of. Right. And so I want to ask you, what is something in your life that you are grossly undervaluing? Okay. And I would wager that every one of us has at least one thing. And that is community. It is a gift 
that God has put in our lives that has the power to not give you, you know, a million percent return on your investment, right? But to enrich every aspect of your life. It can enrich your marriage, your relationships, the way you parent, the way you spend money. It can make you a better employee. It can, it can influence the way that you use the influence potential that the Lord's given to you. It can influence your legacy. It can change everything about you and its community. And the truth of it is, most of us have people in our lives, and yet we, we kind of treat it like that cereal bowl. It's just in our minds. It's not that big of a deal. Hey, whatever. Yeah, I'll use it. Okay, I'll put it over there. And we have no idea the potential that waits for us. And so this is, this is a really big deal. It's a big deal too. I, I talked with Ryan. I said, hey, you know, why, why should we talk about this tonight? He said, time and time again, e- nearly every time we see somebody leave, re-engage, they leave, they go out on a high. Yes, we did it. We're awesome. This is so, praise God. This is amazing. They call back six months later or a year later and they're in a tough spot. Ryan, I need your help. Susan, can, can we meet? It's worse than it was before, right? It's, I, don't, I don't even know. I don't have any hope. Time and time again, when they sit down with them and they say, what, hey, what's going on? You've heard them talk about the four C's, right? If you've been here at all, if you're, if you're new, okay, ask your leader what these are. But, but the four C's, they draw a circle around themselves. They, um, they close all the doors. We're not getting out of this room other than a healthy marriage. That's the only way forward. We're going to draw near to Christ. And then we're going to surround ourselves with community and Ryan said, and time and time again, the thing that I see is that people, they might be executing on those other threes to some degree, but they don't have community in their world. And so I would say this is going to make the difference in your life if this is a season that you go through where, yeah, we're doing pretty good, praise God, or if this is going to be real, lasting, sustained change. So, th- so this is a big deal, okay? So here's, here's what we're going to do, where we're going tonight. We're going to talk about what is community. I've already used that term a lot. Some of you guys are going... Do I have to like, you know, post this to my HOA board or like, is this my Facebook feed? Like what is, what is community? So we're going to talk about what it is, why do we need it? And then how do we get it? All right. So uh, on the community team, we have a definition, which I'll share. It's just, it's very simple, authentic relationships that lead to spiritual transformation. Okay. Let me say that again. Authentic relationships that lead to spiritual transformation. So here's, here's what that means. Okay. Um, the scripture, Proverbs eighteen twenty four says, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but um, uh, he, uh, there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And so I would wager that the majority of us in this room, there are some, right, that don't have any relationships whatsoever. Those people are likely not in here. You may be, and we're glad you're here. Thank you for being here. But most of us have relationships. We got coworkers. We got my, you know my college bros, right? We've got um, the, my my buddies from high school that I still see a couple times a year. We've got you know my neighbors. We've got work associates and friends and all all this all these relationships. And if I was to say, hey man, you don't have community, you might very quickly say, no. Look at all these people that I know. Look at all these names that I would call if I had a flat tire or you know if I needed a pallbearer. Okay, congratulations, right? But Here's what I want to know. How many of those people know when's the last time you looked at pornography? Or when's the last time that you masturbated? Okay, when's the last time that you raised your voice and yelled at your kids or used a tone towards your spouse that you're embarrassed about? All right, how many of those people 
have the ability to speak into your purchasing decision, decisions and say, I, wouldn't, I don't think that that's wise for you guys right now where you're at. Right? This is what we mean when we say authentic relationships. Okay? And it's not just that, that we're authentic with one another. That's, that's necessary. That's critical. But when we get together, you know, we're sharing. We're not just going, oh, I blew it again this week. But we're going somewhere. It's leading to spiritual transformation. Romans chapter 8 says that um, we're being made into the image of his son. That means that you and I, if we have accepted Christ and his, his uh, free gift of righteousness, then we are on a trajectory led by our king to be made to look just like Jesus. Okay, And that's the point of community, is that as we share these things, as we confess that we would encourage each other, that we would, that we would um, come up with a plan, that we would help each other, that we would walk beside each other. And so my community group, uh, we've got four couples. And so that, and don't, don't hear this as prescriptive. It doesn't have to look like this, but these are, these are just to get, get some more skin on what it is. Uh, we've got four couples, four, four guys, four girls. We're all married, right? Um, we, uh, the guys meet every week. The girls meet two times a month that are scheduled, and then about 800 times that are unscheduled. Um, it's weird. I can't say that about us guys. But, uh, and then our couples get together a couple times a, a month as well. And so we're, when, we, when we meet together, we're going through um, whatever is on our heart, right? The goal, again, is, is authentic relationships leading to spiritual transformation. So we're confessing sin. We're talking about what, you know, what are you learning in God's word? This is what I've read this week. This is how it challenged me. We're counseling each other with that word, right? Here's, here's how the word of God speaks into your decision right now, your life. We're processing life decisions. Is this good? Should we go here? Should we move there? Should we, um, is it wise for me to take that job or to go there? Well, that's going to be a whole lot of travel, right? And so we're talking about those things. Money, purchasing decisions, marriage issues, this, this, these are people that could give you an accurate count today on how my marriage is doing, right? Um, parenting issues, you know, man, I'm, I'm having a hard time with my son. I'm raising my voice. Okay, that's a confession. It's not, surprise, surprise, it's not working the way I want it to, right? What are you guys doing? How do you discipline your children? Celebrating wins, mourning losses, praying together. We share the gospel with one another. And here's what I mean by that. Whenever we confess sin, we encourage each other with God's word that, that, hey, Jesus Christ died for that sin right there, okay? And so thank you for confessing. Let's pray for you. But you are not defined by what you have done. You are defined by what Jesus Christ has done for you. And so, so this is what we're doing, a, a little picture into what that looks like. Um, <clears throat> when, when we went through Reengage together as, uh, as a community group, we, uh, one of the questions we came to was, you know, find somebody that you respect that'll tell you the truth and ask them, how am I undermining my own marriage? And so we, the guys, we got together, the girls kind of did their own exercise and the guys get together and, and we couldn't make it physically. So we, you know, had a conference call. And I mean, I remember where I was, I was sitting there and, you know, one guy buzzes in the next guy. And, okay, who's going to go first? This is awkward. Like, we're going to, you know, just get kicked in the gut. And, um, and so, okay, here, okay, what do you guys see me doing that I'm undermining my marriage? And I still remember one of the guys said, hey, Noah, you need to stop responding out of your own insecurity. And I said, back up, man. You don't know me, right? <laughs> <clears throat> 
That's what I wanted to say, but the truth of it is he did know me, and, and I needed to hear that. Because if these guys can see that, then you can bet your britches that my wife sees that and that she's bearing the brunt of that, the consequences for my own insecurity. Right? You ever try to reason with a 12-year-old? doesn't work, right? And so she's carrying that. And so it's helpful to me to hear somebody say, hey, that's not good. And it's not going to go well. And he could only say that because he knew me, because we'd been authentic together. I'd shared with him my heart and my life, and he had the ability to speak into it. And because he wanted to help move me through, right? He didn't just want to say, hey, go deal with it over there. But he wanted to walk with me through that. So um, that's what it is. All right, so now we're going to talk about why do we need it. And here's what I would say. Um, it'll, it's impossible to me, for me to, to break it down. Um, well, to, uh, let me say that again. It's impossible for me to, to share all that I want to share. That's, what it, that's truly. But over and over, Scripture says that, um, that we are prone to isolate. We are prone to wonder. And that left to our own devices, we will destroy ourselves. Okay? Here's, a, here's just a few scriptures. This is Proverbs 18.1. Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Envision a bull in a china shop. Just, just kicking everything in its way. Get out of my way. Leave me alone. Right? That's where we are when we don't listen to the help and to the counsel of those who are near us who love us. Proverbs 12, 1, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof, reproof just means correction, right? I wouldn't do it that way. I'd go this way. Whoever hates reproof is stupid. And then this last one, whoever hates reproof will die. I mean, it's, it's, it's clear as it can be right there that if we spurn the counsel of people that love us, or if we try to do it our own way, and we will, right? We will. I do every day. Every day I, am, I wake up and, it, and it's, what's Noah's plan? What's Noah's offense? How can I do this? And so I've got to actively engage with my community, actively engage with people that love me, that know me, that can help me be the man that I want to be. They, they act like a mirror to me, right? They, they, you hold a mirror up in front of somebody's face. Hey, man, you've got an unsightly blemish on the end of your nose, and you might want to take care of that. Okay, you're, you're an excessive close talker and you got spinach in your teeth, right? Here's a toothpick and take a big step back and we're doing great, man, right? I need friends in my life that are going to talk to me like that. Hey, that tone that you use towards your bride, that's not loving. That's not caring. They help me, they help me see what I cannot see about myself. Like when you're driving in a car and you've got rear view mirrors and side view mirrors, right? If you don't have those, man, you are a danger to yourself and to others on the road. And so community acts like a mirror to say, danger, don't go there. I would not, that's not smart. Hey, let's try it this way, right? It's helpful. Um, I can't tell you the number of times that someone has, has pointed that out to me and just said, hey, your tone right now, you're coming in real hot, Noah, like real hot, like I can, and, and it's not helpful. You know, I can see that your wife is not listening because you're being a jerk right now. And, and for me, I'm going, well, I mean, I know I'm impassioned, but is that the same as, yeah, it, it can be for sure, you know, and especially when you're in a conflict. Yes, it is the same. Um, so it's, that's helpful. Um, I'm, I personally am an escalator and a withdrawer, which is a great combination. You can ask my wife. And um, 
And so a lot of times, you know, we'll get into it and I'll, and I'll get frustrated and I'll ramp up and I'll get loud. And then, you know, if I get my feelings hurt, I'll say something mean and I'll storm out of the room uh, or, or maybe go walk around the block. And, and I remember one time in particular, I, I got mad and I stormed out of the house, got my car. And, um, and I mean, I can't tell you the feeling of, uh, here I am, I'm backing out of my driveway and I'm just going like, you dummy, Really? You think you're going to run away from this? Because there's three guys out there that have your phone number, right? They've got your description. They know, they know what kind of car you drive. They know where you live. And they're going to find out, right? Like either they're going to find out because I tell them or they're going to find out because Heather texts the girls and then, then they know, right? Or I'm going to, they're going to find out because I'm going to see them tomorrow or at our regularly appointed meeting that's coming up. And there's, there's, there's no way out of this. And, and guys, I got to tell you, that's, I, I'm describing that. Some of you go, that sounds like prison. There's a, there's a line from an old song that says, let thy goodness, God, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. You know what a fetter is? Anybody know what a fetter is? It's a ball and chain. And I can tell you, when I get in a really bad space in my own heart, I do not want to humble myself. And it is God's mercy on me that I've got men in my life and that my wife has women in her life that would love us enough to go, man, I'm not going to let you run from that. And I'm going to encourage you to ask for forgiveness. And here's how you take the high road, Noah. So it helps us in this regard because we are prone to wonder and we are prone to isolate. So last, how do we get it? I'm give you three things and, uh, and explain them rather quickly. Seek it out, okay? Um, strive for it and then submit to it. Seek it out, strive for it, and submit to it. So when I say seek it out, I mean look for it, right? Pray, pray about it and pray with your eyes open. My guess is there's people in your life right now that the Lord might have brought to your mind even as I'm talking that, that do not know what's truly going on in your marriage, Right, whether whether you're um, you're in a dead, lifeless marriage, okay, and you're and you're you're ready to get out, or whether you're just kind of going, yeah, you know, we're we're doing okay, but it could be better, and you know, sex life is eh, kind of sorta, and we have fights that we don't get resolved, right? But I'm I'm willing to bet there's people in your life that if they knew that, they would they would go, wow, thank you, can I want to help you with that? Oh, and and by the way, me too right? And so seek it out. Consider your own re-engage group, right? You're, you're in some form of community even right now. And so have those conversations, whether you're on week one or week two, it doesn't matter. Start planning. Hey, what's our plan when we finish? And then if, um, if those are not helpful or not fruitful, we've got a place called Community Formation. Uh, it meets on Sunday mornings. And so check out, here's the link to the website if you want more information on that. Um, that's, that's, again, just something helpful for community, uh, I'm sorry, for, for Watermark members who are saying, hey, how do I get into community? Right there. But seek it out. Next is strive for it. So believe it or not, finding the right couples is actually the easiest part of the job. Because once you get everybody in the room and you say, we're it, this is it, we're, we're, we're a group to, uh, together, now you've got to start living it out, right? You've got a choice to make of... Um, am I going to share what's really going on, right? We say a lot that vulnerability breeds vulnerability. And so, but it's really hard to be that first person 
to open up and say, hey, this is where I'm at. And so, so strive for it, meaning it's going to take work. We say a lot that, um, that, that community is forged and not found. And so you're going to have to work for it, okay? Commit time to it. You're going to have to say no to other things. Um, be vulnerable yourself. Lean in, ask questions. You smell something funky, say something, right? Hey, that, can, we, can I just ask a question about what you just said? Or is there, is there more to the story that I'm not understanding? Or he, a great question is, hey, help me understand how, you know, X, Y, Z is okay and, and, you know, whatever. But you're going to have to ask those questions. It's not always fun. And those questions are going to be coming at you. So seek it out, strive for it. And then the final thing I would say is submit to it. Ephesians 5, 21 says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And all of us, myself included, I, I reach this point pretty frequently, um, but uh, my, we, we all get to a place where we say, hey, I want to go this way. And the people that know me and love me and, and are guided by the word of God and the spirit of God are saying I should go this way. And that's really frustrating to me because I want to tell them all the reasons why they're wrong and they don't understand me. But I've got to make a choice. Am I going to submit to them or am I going to be the authority over them? And I would encourage you to submit to them because when you do, you're not submitting to them, you're submitting to Jesus Christ working through them. And in effect, you're saying, okay, Lord, I trust you. I trust, I trust myself to these friends and I trust you to work through them, even in their own imperfections. So, so what is it? <clears throat> it is authentic relationships that lead to spiritual transformations. Why do we need it? Because we will wander off and we will destroy ourselves left to our own devices. And then how do we get it? Seek it out, strive for it and submit to it. And so in conclusion, I just, I want you to, to remind you of um, this, this ding bowl, okay? And you've got one, right? You've got one in your world right now. And the Lord is saying, I want to give you this incredible blessing. You don't even understand what I want to give you. And, and don't hear Noah speaking as, hey, I've figured it out. I'm, I'm working on it too. But the Lord is saying to us, I want you to have this amazing blessing. And are we going to let the kids knock it over and shatter it, right? Or put it in the attic and forget about it or, or hand it off to goodwill and say, all right, see you later. And never know, never know this incredible blessing. So let me pray for us. Lord, I pray that we would do just that. I pray that we would um, open ourselves up to this this blessing that you have waiting for us, this goodness. God, you, you rigged it in such a way that, that you did not want us to be alone and that, that things truly would be better, more fun, more satisfying, um, and, uh, and even, the, even the challenging things made easier as we go through it with people, with your children. And so I pray for the folks that are listening now, and I pray that um, that they would give themselves to that, Lord, that they would, that they would seek it out, that they would find it, um, that they would lean into it, strive for it, and that they would submit themselves to it, Lord. Thank you. We pray this in Christ. Amen.